Oh, Afghanistan, save us from Babylon. You yeah, can take your name away. Can they take us too? It shows Reuters photojournalist Namir Noradan, driver Saeed Jamak, and several others gunned down by U.S. military in a public square in eastern Baghdad. Pilots apparently mistook the camera carried by a newsman for a weapon. Come on, fire! Hey, Roger. After the initial shooting, an unarmed group of adults and children in a minivan arrived on the scene and attempted to transport the wounded. The van was fired upon as well. Come on. WikiLeaks showed photographs of the children in the van who survived. We can infer that these sort of attacks are going on in Afghanistan. That this is the reality of modern warfare. Oh, Afghanistan, save us from Babylon. The real reason that I think Americans are going to be concerned is that there that is that there is no prospect that the mission for which their sons and daughters are being sent can be accomplished. Let me go. Get me to go. Just release. Get me to be released. Uh, I would recommend halting the surge. Uh, and a rather rapid withdrawal of a significant part of the U.S. forces that have been sent into Afghanistan over the last year. I want to go home. You know, the, the men, Afghanistan men, who are in our prisons, they want to go home too. Oh, Afghanistan, save us from Babylon. You can take your name away. Can they take us too? April 28, 2010, you've got Oz in your ears. I'm your host, Peter Bergman, my co-host, David Osmond. Hey, I'm glad to be here with you, Pete. Oh, glad to have you here, Dave. What's up? What's up? Well, we're at home, you know. I thought, you know, just listening to oh, Afghanistan about Afghanis wanting to go home. I mean, I, I, you know, wherever, wherever you love to be is home. I mean, it doesn't matter what they grow there or how bare the mountains are or how bleak the future might look you still want to go home i guess that's true it's been um it's been a, a you know last week i don't know didn't to talk to you about my island vacation pete i mean this island hopping is really something now you and i went down to fur island for our partner phil austin's uh, 69th birthday, right? Right, right, right. The big 69. Oh, we're so old, and we're so old school, <laughs> and we're so wise, and we have such such a perspective. We stand here on this mountain of crap, this midden of experience looking down. Yeah, I don't know. He was standing on a midden of shrubbery that had been, you know, working in his garden, uh, Phil, down there on uh, on Fox Island. And then we drove all the way up to Anacortes, which is also an island, past Whidbey Island. And uh, then we caught a ferry boat. We went to Orcas Island all in the same day. It was just great out there on a, on a pretty big ferry boat. 
in the archipelago. Is that the way you pronounce that Archipel- word? Arch- archipelago or archipelago. Uh, archipelago. It well, doesn't that, matter. We know what it is. Some, somebody called that group of islands up there an archipelago. I, and I thought, well, I, I'd never been to one before. It sounds like a, you know, sort of a, an, a nice animal, but something you'd like to keep outdoors. You know, I've got my archipelago. Don't bring it in. Don't bring it in. I'll come out. They're friendly, but they're not good to eat. There you go. And, and they're hard to skin. And orcas sort of looks like a, a kind of a pair of, you know, sort of saddlebags. It kind of is two droopy, droopy islands, um, halves of the island, and you drive from all the way to the end of the road, and we were at Doe Bay Resort. And Doe Bay goes way, way back, and you can see why, because there's an almost tropical river that comes down, flushing down and crashing over these rocks and into this gorgeous blue And this bay. is way at the corner of the northwest. I mean, now. we're talking, this is almost Canada. Yeah. Canada is like, you know, the eagle is there now. It's gone. Uh, just absolutely beautiful and completely quiet and clothing optional hot tubs, I got to say. Well, the, you know, we're, we're on the web. So, of course, we're getting to people all over, yeah. all over the planet. And the ability, somebody said to me recently that the average amount of time in the United States of being able to sit and not hear a manufactured sound, any kind of manufactured <laughs> sound, is about three seconds. There is little quiet in this country. So you were up in the area. Well, here on Whidbey, it's very quiet. It's very quiet. We do have a traffic drone here. Uh, there was no traffic drone up on uh, on Orcas Island because there's no highway there. Um, there was, however, the sound of freedom. What do you mean the sound of freedom? Why, why Pete, don't you know what the sound of freedom is? No, I, I why, don't know. There's those big A6s that uh, they got them in Oak Harbor there, them big airplanes. Oh, the prowlers and the yeah, growlers. Yeah, the prowlers and the growlers. Oh, you know, we yeah. can't hear them down here, but up there on Orcas. <laughs> and, it's, and they're a long ways away, too. But that, that, was, that was about the only thing. Otherwise... Dobe, it's absolutely gorgeous, and I don't care whether you're in Mozambique or Tijuana. You want to get up there to Orcas and take a take a rest. That's what we did. We took a rest for the first time in ages and ages. Well, maybe one of those military people could like land their planes and go up there because those guys are suffering a lot of pain. Okay, so I'm going to peruse USA Today, which I like to refer to as Mick Newspaper. I love USA Today because it's read by all sorts of people, including all those traveling salesmen and people on the road who stay in embassy suites and motel sixes or whatever and pick this up in the morning and get their shot of reality before they get on the road or back on the plane. It's, it's a great happening. Okay, abuse of pain pills concerns the Pentagon. 3.8 million prescriptions. That's what uh, uh, that's what the boys are getting over there. And the military doctors wrote these 3.8 million prescriptions for pain relief for servicemen just last year, more than four times the 866,773 doses handed out in 2001, according to data from the Pentagon Health Office. If we can believe any data coming out of the Pentagon Health Office or anything with the word Pentagon as the prefix, well, let's just give them the shadow of the doubt. 
because they've certainly covered this nation from time to time with the shadow of the doubt. All right, military officials and analysts say the increase in the use of narcotic pain medication reflects the continuing toll on ground troops fighting in Iraq and Afghanistan. Often, though, more than one combat through all, often more than one combat deployment. Why am I not surprised? Can you think of any more painful than joining the National Guard? Well, actually, I joined the reserves long back pre-Vietnam, so I wouldn't go to Vietnam. And now you join the National Guard so you don't have to go anywhere, and you find yourself going back to Iraq or Afghanistan time and time again until they kill you or you just get addicted to pain pills and they come home and write a story about you on the cover of McNewspaper. Okay, but they also say the pain comes from the fact that there are a lot of wounded and that Marine soldiers and Marines develop aches and pains carrying heavy packs, body armor, and weapons over rugged and mountainous terrain. Yes, they are carrying heavy packs and mountain and armor and weapons over mountainous terrain, constantly surrounded by hostiles. I think we call them insurgents. Insurgents are like, they're not terrorists yet because they just live there. You know, they got rugs and opium and cows, and they, they just live there, and they don't like the fact that the Americans use uh, thugs from the local warlords to go in and do the dirty business, and then they send in our poor Marines and soldiers to what, clean up, build schools? I'm not sure. Everybody's shooting at them, and we don't know why. No wonder they're taking pain pills. I mean, look, we're in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. The, the British tried to move things around in Afghanistan and got thoroughly whopped. They could, they could take over India, but they couldn't take over Afghanistan. Why? Because Afghanistan really isn't a country. First of all, what is it? It's rocks, rugs, and opium. Now, that's, that's kind of fourth century to start with. Second of all, it's divided between all these various clans, all very nice people, all speaking different languages and hating each other. And so we go in there to try and put things together because we saved them from the Taliban. We blew up the Taliban training bases because they were responsible for the Twin Towers. Of course, nine out of 11 of the people who took the towers down were Saudi Arabians, Wahhabis. We didn't go in and bomb Saudi Arabia because then we would disturb George Bush, who was walking hand in hand with some Saudi prince. This is the man who, when he isn't walking hand in hand with some Saudi prince, is looking into the eyes of Putin, a proto-dictator, and seeing the future and seeing a dear friend. I don't know. You know, when a president is a recovering alcoholic and a recovering cocaine addict, and not doing both about either, you have to wonder about what he sees in anybody's eyes. So, pain pills, uh, pain pill abuse in the, um, in the Army. I'm not going to say in the Navy here. I don't know if there's as much pain in the Navy. They're just floating around waiting to get the orders to send some missile somewhere to clear up, what, uh, turn some uh, aspirin factory into a bomb-making facility. It's hard. Things get really, really complicated. I can't keep up with all of it.